Please hold for an important message. Hi, you've reached Maggie's voicemail. I can't come to the phone right now or I'm choosing to ignore your call. Leave a message after the tone. Maggie, hot news, hot news. So, you know, we are producing Yard of the Month, and in this short film, there's this fictional uh, garden club called Creekside Garden Club. Well, someone has created this whole platform, this whole campaign called Don't Join CreeksideGardenClub.com. They have taken out Craigslist ads. It's been in the Dallas Morning News. It's been in the Record Chronicle. It's all over the Internet. So whatever you do, do not go to Don't Join CreeksideGardenClub.com. And this is Sarah Adams. End of message. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Hey, bestie. Hey, bestie. So this bit of information I'm going to share with you is unstable. It's an unstable memory that was brought back to the front of my mind from seeing a news article about Carson Daly and something like it was the 20th anniversary of Total Request Live. And in that moment, I'm like, oh, I forgot. I was on Total Request Live. <gasps> Did I not have I not shared this with you? You were on TRL. I was on TRL. It was when? What year? It had to be two thousand. <gasps> I think it was. I probably saw you. No, 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 not two thousand. Sorry, correction. It was probably two thousand four or two thousand three. Even more likely that I saw you. So I was in New York for a PRSSA conference. Which okay, memory. Oddly enough, Donald Trump spoke at. I'm sorry. This is all like coming back oh to me. Oh my god! That wild. I don't remember yes. that. Uh, but the thing I remember the most was being on TRL. Uh, you get tickets. Honestly, a better memory. Oh my gosh, fantastic memory. And you, you're, everything to live shows are free. And so you're in the audience, and you get to do shout outs. So you remember, like people got to do shout outs yes. there, and I got to do a shout out <gasps> on TRL. And I ha- Who'd you shout out? Stupid. I was in a sorority. And so I was there with some of my sorority sisters. I'm like, I want to get I'm a shout out to all the blah, 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 North Texas. So that's what I did. Oh, also, I was on Good Morning America. Sorry, all this stuff is like. The same trip? Yes, the same trip. We went uh, to Good Morning America and saw uh, Diane Sawyer. I have a picture with her. Sorry. What? Yeah. Sorry. All these things are just, these memories are so unstable. They're just coming at me. But yeah, TRL oh was my where gosh. it This trip was wild. The specific show on TRL, do you remember when Ashley Simpson went on Saturday Night Live? Yes. 
she mm-hmm. came on this episode <gasps> right after that happened. So that happened <gasps> on Saturday. This must have been a Monday. And she oh. was the guest talking about this lip sync situation. That- oh, my gosh, Sarah. I was at that show. What a historic moment to be on TRL. And I 1,000% saw you on TRL then because I remember that episode because I was obsessed with her lip syncing fail because I had watched her reality show, you know, all of it. (gasps) Sarah. Yeah. I mean, people were always shouting out their sorority. So I can't remember if I like, I probably remember being like, oh, they're in a sorority. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was I can't believe it. Yeah. I saw you in in two thousand through 2004 somewhere around there some along those lines but is that that was 20 years ago (laughs) 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 what is wrong with time what is wrong with time honestly the most unstable thing about this sharing (laughs) is that time what is wrong with it get your act together time are you ready for your fact maggie I am ready for my fact. So that was a beautiful memory, an unstable memory that I just shared. And you know something else that's beautiful that you wouldn't think is unstable? Are what? Peacock feathers. Many do not know that a peacock feather is never supposed to be brought on stage by an actor. The superstition is inspired by the pattern on the feather that to many looks like the evil eye. No theater production wants to risk offending an audience with its mal- with a like a malevolent, 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 may malevolent, malevolent, malevolent. No theater production wants to risk. Offending you have to keep that all thing in. Going to, with a malevolent <laughs> curse, which is supposed to bring misfortune or injury to anyone who casts it. Okay, here's a question, a follow-up question. Can you accidentally curse someone? I feel like a curse has to have intention sure, behind it. Sure. I don't know about accidentally, you know, like- but intention. Imagine if an actor's on stage with a peacock feather. Maybe it's part of their costume and this right. actor offends you. Yeah. Then the person in the audience has a gateway to curse to, to curse the theater production. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Person. I I was thinking the other way around. Like I'm dancing around with a feather. It looks like an evil eye, and now I have cursed everyone in the audience. Uh, I'm like, I don't think, you know. But maybe. but I think it makes more sense to offend. But then I'm also like, shouldn't theater be pushing boundaries, Gosh. making some people uncomfortable? Like, shouldn't you be offending people in a way that yeah. moves them to examine the depths of their soul and their deepest held beliefs and challenges them in that way? Yeah. No, I don't disagree with that. When I was looking at these facts, my Google search was facts about the theater <laughs> because I have giving you a lot of facts about life. And I'm like, I need to start getting more specific when I look up mm-hmm. facts. And there are mm-hmm. a lot of superstitions in the theater. And this one yeah. to me, having being person of the theater was news. Like I never heard about this peacock feather thing. I'd never heard that either. I think that, I think that's the superstition we should get rid of and, and to challenge it. I am going to right now announce my one woman show. <laughs> off, peacocking. off, off, right away. It's, it's off, off, off 
It's so off Broadway that it's on Broadway again. <laughs> I go all the way off, then I come back. It's on Broadway and Street in Texas. It's on Broadway Street in Texas. Uh, so it is on Broadway. And it's a 500-person theater. Mm-hmm. Um, tickets have not been released yet, but it's called Peacocking, and I will be wearing peacock feathers in all of my performance. That's a bold choice, which kind of makes me want to know your reaction to this, which is another bold choice. So Maggie, are you ready to react? I am. So we just learned that peacock feathers are beautiful, but carry a very heavy risk. So my question to you is, besides the peacock, what other bird do you feel also carries an evil intent? Oh, I mean, grackles. We've talked at length about grackles are probably the most evil. Because some people might say vulture. Mm. But I learned recently about vultures and how helpful they are. Mm. And without vultures, there's just a lot of problems. Because vultures are basically like the garbage crew of the world. And they do it naturally. And they're truly like this organic, awesome garbage guy. Mm. So so people might say vultures because they look scary. Mm. But the bird with the most ill intent, the bird that I think is out there cursing people, mm-hmm. got to be a grackle. 100% a grackle. 100% a grackle. I would have in another life said a crow. But knowing what I know now about crows, we've done facts on crows. They're misunderstood. They are misunderstood. And I think that's why this podcast is so important. You know, this is so important because we're challenging people's deepest held beliefs. We're not the theater. We're not afraid to say it. Mm -mm. We're not afraid to go out there in peacock feathers, to say that crows are not evil, to do these things that are so important, right? Yeah. No, I was, I thought you might have had more, but no, I I support, yes, 100% what you're saying. As to earth signs, Sarah and Maggie are always preparing, which is why it's time to play Till Death Do Us Part. Aww, why? The game where they interview potential replacement besties in case the other one kicks the can. Sarah, our next guests are friendship duo and co-authors of Cooking Tales, a children's picture book series with a recipe inside where the ingredients become the lovable characters of the story. Their very first book of the series is Carrie and Brock's Great Big Boogie and will be released this month. But more more importantly, and most importantly, they're real good friends. They met at the Dallas Comedy House a few years ago, occasionally go to yoga class together, and both had baby girls in May just one week apart. Sarah, please welcome Veronica Hackett and Mel Gotts. Hi. Is this where I say hi? <laughs> yeah, you can say hi. I, I am just so excited to have y'all on the podcast. I've known you both for years now, but I am beyond excited and impressed to sh- to read y'all's book to Walter and Annie. I, I It's fantastic. And then I'm also excited to see if you can replace us as besties. You know, I don't know which one's more important. I don't know. <laughs> well, we're hoping that we could do both. Oh, oh wow. You wow. really can do it all. Women can do it all. <laughs> <laughs> we really can. We really can. Yeah. Well, we're going to dive in with some hard-hitting journalist questions. I'll start. Um, As authors of a children's book that doubles as a cookbook, I trust your food palates innately. Mm. So which is why this question has been on my mind and my heart. 
Would you rather only eat the traditional kid food of mac and cheese and nuggets or only eat fine dining experience every day for a week? Oh, fine dining. Fine dining, right? Yeah, fine dining. Yeah, we're going to be fancy. For a week? Yeah, fine dining. More than that, though, I don't think I could handle it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, eventually you'd get sick of it probably, but the fine dining... But Veronica, you do like these lunch boxes for your daughter that are what I, compared to what I prepare for my kids, they are fine dining. (laughs) It's really the only way to keep me going because after bedtime, you're exhausted. You just want to sit down and relax, but you still have to make that dang lunch. It's like (laughs) taking those pictures. It's, it's what gets me going, you know? (laughs) I live for them. I live for them when you share them on the Cooking Tales stories. I love seeing what she eats and what she doesn't eat because I'm like, I would have done that too. Yeah. I mean, okay, I but funny it. story. I We just had to meet the teacher uh, last week and I asked the teacher, like, does she really eat? Like when it comes back empty, is it really because she ate all of it? And apparently she throws, she'll like go to the trash can and like throw things away. <laughs> no way. <laughs> She doesn't want to disappoint you. You're like, wow, she loves this chia seed pudding. And it's like she immediately is just dumping it in the trash. That's so funny. I'll comment on your stories and be like, hungry girl today. But she's just throwing it away. I know. I forgot to tell you. Yeah, I just just found out and was was really crushed. Wow. So y'all's answer group, you both said fine dining. (laughs) And I am impressed because I'm like y'all y'all are fancy and I feel like that's the correct answer Maggie that is that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) so we're off to a great start uh we're learning things about our children throwing away the food we prepare and knowing that fine dining is in our DNA so it brings me to my would you rather question y'all being very interesting people and writing about interesting things makes me wonder, would you rather have a book be written about your life or magically be transported into your favorite book to live out the rest of your life? Whoa. (laughs) That's hard. (laughs) We are really hard hitting journalists over here. I have to tell you, like the the first book that comes to mind is Holes. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, gosh, I don't want to go dig holes in the desert. So for the rest of your life, for the rest of my life. I mean, it ends up pretty good for them. I think they end up rich. But um, oh God, spoilers. so sorry. Um, I don't know. It's like I could just have a book written about me or we could go live a completely different life i'm uprooting my whole life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no that's a lot, a lot. that's a lot we just had, we just had babies what's gonna happen to them? <laughs> children really make this question harder it sounds like you're leaning towards having the book written about you though if i might interpret yeah. what i'm hearing this anxiety about yeah i'm having some illness. anxiety about it so i think i think the book written about my life then what about uh, yeah. you yeah I have to agree. Can I ask, Maggie, do you mind if I ask a follow-up question based on this answer to really determine if this is the right answer for Mm y'all? What would the title of your autobiography be called? This is a pressure question. (laughs) This is a true pressure question. 
I just feel like it would just be like a play on my last name. Like Melanie got it going on, you know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Goodbye, yes. New York Goodbye. Times bestseller. Adding to list. Oh, Veronica could be like uh, Veronica. She can hack it. Oh, <laughs> that's really good. That's so good. Yeah. It's a two-part series. It's like about the authors. It's like you know, you get the Melanie got it. Veronica can hack it. And then it's this oh whole women empowerment with mm-hmm. these strong, awesome action last names. We can do it all. We can do it all. Here's another all. title. Yeah. Woodbye. And that Maggie Keene checker list. If that's- yeah, that actually was, that was the correct answer. Right. So that's oh, great. <laughs> two for two. And this last question brings us back into this world of cooking tales. So in... Carrie and Brock's Great Big Boogie, these carrot and broccoli best friends perform at a talent show. If you had to perform as a duo in front of an audience, would you rather sing an acapella song or dance a ballet? (laughs) I feel like we might have different answers for this. Oh, yeah, I I think we would. I think mine would be singing and Veronica's would be balleting. In quotes, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could Melanie sing while Veronica dances? I'm going to be honest. That would be a beautiful performance. I think so, too. That I would be so stunning. And I think that is the correct answer because as <laughs> a duo, you should balance each other out. And you each bring something different to the table, much like Carrie and Brock, because I did get an advanced reader because I am in the press as this journalist, <laughs> and they do balance each other out so nicely. I love the story. If people, well, first, before we get into that, Maybe, Sarah. Can we sidebar? Wanna, yeah. Can we yeah, just, we should, Melanie, Veronica, hold on one second. We're just going to sidebar real quick. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, I, a few things. I'm very impressed of how they pivot. You know, we threw some hard questions at them and they were really, yes. you know. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously they write about two best friends. They are two best, best friends. friends. They would make great replacement best friends. 100%. I don't want them to replace us now, but I think they could. So let's just in make the sure they, they understand like in the future. Yeah, yeah. Not right now because we're right. still going strong. Yeah. But like if, if right. If, yeah. Okay, yeah. You, you, you break Can the news. Tell? Okay, okay, good. Yeah, good. you tell this. All right, Mel and Veronica, uh, after some much deliberation, we would be honored if something were to happen to Maggie and my friendship in the future, would you two be able to step in and take our places? Oh my God. Let's go. <laughs> right now. Right now. Something happened. No, no, no. We don't want anything to happen. Please don't. <laughs> yeah. I think even this is great because we have the do we have either Veronica and Mel or we could have Carrie and Brock could yes. also step in. We get really like a four for one deal with this guest. You really, do. You really do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if people want to read about Carrie and Brock and learn more about cooking tales, where can they find y'all? Well, they can find us on Instagram. Our handle is Read Cooking Tales. Um, and that's kind of where we're updating everything. We have a couple of markets coming up in the fall. Um, we'll share when the link is live to order. So that's kind of where we're updating everything. Where would a person be able to order? cooking tales as of right now i believe amazon and barnes and noble online but uh, if there are more places we'll definitely update everybody can i ask a follow-up 
How did you guys, what was the inspiration of creating Cookie Tales? Where did that come from? I don't even really fully know. I think I I had the idea in my 20s um, and I don't know where it came from. Just kind of had the idea, sat with it for 10 plus years now. And I would like try to write it and tackle it a couple of times in those last 10 years, but it just never felt right. I don't know if it's because I didn't have kids yet or what. I'm like, I'm not equipped to write about kids and eating. (laughs) Um, But then this year, I was like, got to do it. Got to make it happen. Don't want to regret it. And then that's where Mel came in as like the greatest writing partner ever. And we wrote this story from scratch together. And it just kind of went from there. It's so great. My kids were so excited to make the recipe in the back too, which I think is such a fun piece of it all like it's a great story but then there's an activity you get to do with your mm-hmm. kids afterwards too so brava to you <laughs> really fun. thank you uh mel yeah. and veronica thank you guys so much for being on with us today and for replacing us in the future it's a bestie connection thanks for playing along That's it for this episode. Wasn't that fun? Now it's time for you to subscribe and follow. And share this episode with a friend. Ooh, maybe even your bestie. Find us everywhere online at Unstable Topics. And for more antics, visit us at The Monthly Junk. Bye. Bye. Peace.